0: a hand clap of praise amen let's lift our voices and worship him amen let's tell him that he's worthy of praise God you're worthy of glory Lord you're worthy of honor we've come today to lift you up and to magnify you yes Lord we pray that you would let your presence fill this place today as we magnify you amen amen there's two different ways that we can approach a Christmas Eve service kind of just approach it as, hey, let's get this over with so we can go home and have dinner with our families and enjoy the festivities. Or we can do what wise men did 2,000 years ago and they could say, we've come to worship Him. Amen. We've come to worship Him. We've come to lift Him up. We've come to magnify Him. We've come to see Jesus. We've come to see Him lifted up in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. So we invite you Praise team is going to lead us. Amen. We're going to sing a couple of what you might call traditional Christmas carols. And most of you should know them. If you don't, we do have the words up on the screen. We don't have the little bouncing dot to show you when to say the word, but I think we can figure it out. So if we could join together right now as the praise team leads us, turn to somebody nearby you and wish them a Merry Christmas. Amen. Tell them you're glad they're here today as we enter into a time of worship. more time, turn to somebody nearby and wish them a Merry Christmas. Amen. And if the preacher preaches long enough today, by the time we're done, you can wish him a Happy New Year, too. Amen. Ushers, you can hold off just a minute. We change things up just a little bit. Amen. We've got something special we're going to do right now. We have a baby dedication, and I've been thinking through this. I think it might be easier to get the rest of the church to come up on the platform and keep the family out in the congregation. But I think what we will do, we are excited today to be giving Elijah back to the Lord. Amen. This is Paul and Jasmine's son. Amen. And Anytime there's anything in Living Hope that involves bush family it's gonna it's gonna be a big gathering and we like that amen i was thinking this morning i was thinking this morning many of you that are here and it was just a few years ago that i made a vow to a great lady on her deathbed that i would not give up on you and i'd keep on preaching truth and i'd keep on reaching for you so i got one more chance today. Some of you are here today for a baby dedication. At least that's why you think you're here. You're here because God's still reaching for you. Amen. Amen. So we want to ask right now, if the family would, what what I think we can, I don't know the platform's big enough for all of the family. And certainly if you don't want to come, there's no pressure. But we want to invite the family. And what we want to do is maybe Paul and Jasmine, and grandparents could come on the platform and the rest of the family that wants to come, if you could come kind of stand down here in the front. All right? And uh, again, if you don't come, we, we, uh, we, we don't use our tasers for that. It generally takes more than that to get the tasers out. But if you'd like to come and stand down here toward the front, amen. This is a great big part of Living Hope, this family. Amen. At the very center of this church, Sister Bush. Amen. Jasmine's grandmother, great grandmother, was one of the foundational members of our church, and faithfully served this church for many, many years. And now, anyway, I don't. Need, it speaks for itself. Look at this great crowd that is gathered right now. Malik is here today. My bodyguard Duke is here. Mary's here today. Mary. Mary didn't want to get left out. My bodyguard Duke is here today. I feel safer when Duke's in the house. Amen. All right. Well, Christmas is about the birth of a baby, not just any baby, the birth of a Savior. Amen. Y'all probably need to squeeze in so we can get all of you. In. And some of you can come on up here so we can get more of you in. I guess come on in. We're gonna get, try to get all of you in a picture. We may have to take three pictures and paste them together to get you all in. Amen. But Christmas is about the birth of a Savior. We celebrate. Amen. Our hope of salvation was because a baby was born two thousand years ago. Of course, that baby being Jesus Christ today as we celebrate, I think very timely that we would have a baby dedication on Christmas Eve service and we're going to be dedicating Elijah, giving him back to the Lord. Psalms chapter 127 verse 3 tells us that children are a gift from the Lord and they are a reward from Him. Amen. That's the New Living Translation rendering of that passage, but children are a reward under every circumstance. Well, what about under this situation? What about in that? Can I tell you, no matter what it may be, It's not the child's fault. Amen? It's not the child's fault. Children are a reward from the Lord. How many of you still believe that? That children are a reward from the Lord. And more importantly today, I would say this directed to this family and maybe more specifically even to Paul and Jasmine, and that is what Proverbs says, that if we'll train up a child in the way that that child should go, that when that child gets old... It will not depart from it. Amen. And So the first thing I want to do is issue a charge to this congregation. Amen. That's all of you, the few of you that are left out there that aren't related in some way. Now, Paul and Jasmine are not officially members of this congregation any longer. They're military, and so they've had to move away. So uh, at least for the time being, we're not going to get to see Elijah every week, at least for the time being who knows what God has in the future. But when they are here, Elijah's going to watch how you worship. He's going to watch how you respond to the preaching. He's going to watch how you act when the preacher's preaching and how you act when you're out there and the preacher's not preaching. He's going to be learning from you how to be faithful to the house of God. He's going to be learning from us how to worship. He's going to watch, be watching you, and he's going to be watching me. And so, first of all, I want to give to this congregation a charge to be faithful because you're shaping little lives, amen? amen? To this family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, to the family, you're gonna be influences in Elijah's life way more than I ever will be. You're going to be. Even when Elijah's back here, I'm prophesying right now, and I get to preach to him every week, once, once or twice a week, I'm gonna have a few hours, but you all, you're gonna be a big part of his life. You're going to have a great impact on Elijah, and so I charge you all to be faithful in your example, to be examples of righteousness, of holiness, and faithfulness. And now to Paul and Jasmine, more than just a charge, I'm going to ask you all today to make a vow, all right, to make a promise, not to me, but to the Lord, and before the witnesses that are here today. Paul and Jasmine, I'm going to read this charge to you, and when I'm done, just like you did a few years ago when I joined you guys together in marriage at the end of it you guys will say hopefully that you do okay Paul and Jasmine do you with God's help commit to raising Elijah in the knowledge and love of God will you guide him to follow the teachings of the word of God and provide for him a home that is filled with faith filled with love and filled with encouragement they both said they do Amen. I want to ask, amen. I want to ask the congregation if you could stand with me now. Family's already standing. So we're all in this together. I gave you the charge. I gave the family the charge. Mom and dad accepted the vow, uh, the, the a vow that they made today. And so I want us all to join together right now. If my wife could, I want her to take Elijah. Amen. We're going to anoint him right now. I'm going to get the oil and we're going to anoint Elijah. Elders, I gave you off today because uh, we don't pay overtime, and it would have taken overtime for you to anoint all these folks. Would you help me pray right now, Lord Jesus? God, even as Hannah brought Samuel, and she brought that child back to the house of God, Lord, and she gave that baby. She said, "Lord, whatever you desire to do with this baby, God, I placed him in your hands." Lord, she gave that child to do a great work of God. Samuel would become a prophet to a nation. He would become a priest to a nation. He would become a voice of leadership to a nation. And now, God, I pray over this young man. I pray over Elijah right now. I pray for Paul and Jasmine. I pray, God, that you would give them godly wisdom. I pray that their home would be filled with faith. I pray that their home would be filled with the presence of God. I pray, Lord, that as they would love one another, God, even as Christ loved the church that Paul would love jasmine and be an example for elijah of how you're supposed to love and treat that help me that god has given to you i pray lord uh, god let them be the example not just on sunday in church but let them be the example on monday in their home in the name of jesus and god we ask you lord that you would give your angels charge over elijah keep him god lead and guide him let his steps be ordered of you O oh god uh, lord the steps of a righteous man your word tells us god are ordered Of the Lord. And so we pray, let his steps be guided by you. Keep him, Lord. And now we give him to the work of God. Lord, let his work, his steps, God, be guided to work in the kingdom. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I think he cut his eyes at me there at the end of that prayer. I think my hands might have been a little cold. He was not happy with that. Let's give this family a big hand clap. Amen. I'm going to take a minute to hug them, greet one another.
1: living hope praise the lord living hope merry christmas my husband and i have been giving an giving how about given an amazing task but giving is a good word because first before we do what we've been asked to do today we want to thank all of you because we represent the body of living hope today through the committee, the honorarium committee. And we couldn't give to Pastor and Sister Staten without the generosity of the people who give to the Shepherds Fund. And I'm always amazed at the generosity of Living Hope. So I want I want you to give yourselves a hand because I know that not every church has that or experiences that. <clears throat> but as we start today, we want to ask Pastor and Sister Staten, we want to ask Brooke, Cameron, Riley, and Dakota to come on up. How many of you know we are blessed? We are blessed. The Bible says to give honor where honor is due. And I believe that our pastor and his family are due great honor, a high honor. We're very thankful for them. The hours that we see and then the hours that we don't see. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes, and I'm so grateful for every prayer, every moment that they've invested, whether it's through that prayer or through personal connection with each one of us. There's no way, Pastor and Sister Staten and and girls, that we could give back to you to the level that you have poured into and given to us, but we just want to offer this as a small token to you just to say, Merry Christmas. Come on up, Riley.
2: I also wanted to say that we are representing the congregation. Like Pastor said, the platform's not big enough for the Bush family. It's not big enough for the whole congregation. That's why we were asked to come up. And I just want to thank you for your generosity. And just to let you know that one can send a 1,000 to flight, but two can send 10,000. When we do it through God... He doesn't add. He multiplies. So with everybody giving a little, we can give our pastor and his family a lot of appreciation throughout the year. And we thank you each for what you do.
0: Amen. Thank you all. And you do. I feel like every time we turn around, we're up here. You guys are doing something for us. And we say thank you. Um, Also, do do you want to make one other announcement? If you smell some food wafting through the building, I mean, we're not having a church event today. It's a Bush family event today. It's, uh, I, I should say, Paul and Jasmine and family, uh, they, didn't, they couldn't find a restaurant big enough uh, to accommodate. Truthfully, they couldn't find a place big enough to accommodate. So they're going to be using the youth room, uh, which does not translate as free invite for free food today, all right? It's for them. And I only say that today because I don't want anybody to wander back there and be like, oh, it must be good for everybody. All right, so uh, if I'm back there, it's just coincidence. Don't read into it. Amen. All right, we're going to join together and speak faith over our finances. We ask you to join with us. Amen. Have you want God to, how many of you could say God has blessed your finances? Amen. How many of you could say that God has blessed your family? Amen, that he's blessed your relationships? He's blessed your health? How many of you could just say it this way? God's been good to me. Amen. They used to say it this way. He's been better to me than I've been to myself. Amen. We thank Him for His goodness. Amen. So even today, even if you're not able to give today, we still want to include you in the blessing of the Lord today. So we ask you to speak this blessing with us as we speak faith over our finances. Upon the authority of God's Word, I give and it shall be given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I am a tither. I pour my tithe into the storehouse, therefore the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not room enough to receive it. I receive jobs and better jobs, raises, increase and in promotions, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, owed money, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, that's canceled and royalties received, I am blessed to be a blessing. I declare my entire family saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost, in love with Jesus, healthy, strong, and full of life. I call my family walking in the blessing and favor of God in their lives. I am blessed coming in and going out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand, clap of praise. As the ushers are coming, we ask you to turn your attention to the screens for some important announcements about upcoming events.
2: So glad you're here. We just have a few short announcements for you today. Starting with tonight, there will be no Esperanza Viva this evening. Monday, there will be no corporate prayer because it's Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Living Hope. This Wednesday, service will be canceled due to the number of families that will be traveling. So make sure you have fun with your families. Now let's have a look ahead. Next Sunday's schedule will follow the Super Sunday schedule. Corporate prayer is at 10 a.m. Coffee and conversation is at 10:30, and worship service is at 11. Esperanza Viva will not have service on Sunday the 31st. Now let's get back into service.
1: Praise the Lord. We want you to just stand with us and worship as we sing another chorus of worship. You know, this is the season, right? And we don't want to forget why we're celebrating because he is worthy of it all. God, we praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, Lord hallelujah Jesus bless, oh God.
2: traditional Christmas song, but I just want to encourage you to worship with me today. It's your name. Why don't we sing it out as one big choir? You're worthy of it.
0: just give him that praise right now and tell him that he's worthy of it all he's worthy of glory he's worthy of honor, he's worthy of praise, hallelujah God, we don't want this day to pass by without us giving you the highest praise that you're worthy of yes Lord, we don't want the opportunity to pass us by to give you all the glory and the honor that you are worthy of hallelujah amen, amen Amen. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them he's worthy of all praise. Come on, he's worthy of all praise. Not some, not a little, not most. He's worthy of all praise. Amen. Amen. We're so honored to have everyone in the building with us today. If I started recognizing individuals, I would leave somebody out. But I do want to say amen that we're honored to have, amen, first of all, Jordan and Ashley Easter back with us visiting today our guests, amen, and also Brother Jordan's father, Brother Mike Easter, who has preached here on several occasions, amen, and and Sister Easter as well, amen, we're glad to have them, and I know Brother Easter, I know this is kind of old school, they don't do this much anymore, but I'd like to ask you to come if you would and just greet the congregation. I know I didn't give you any warning. I didn't give him any warning, because I I figured if I did, he, he would probably say no, but he is a great evangelist, one of the great evangelists in our movement, and
3: we're honored to have him here today. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some years ago, many years ago, a movie came out. It was titled A Star is Born. But there is no other that that title will not ever fit more perfectly than the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the star. Hallelujah. He is the star. And the Bible says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Hallelujah. Why? Because never a man was born Like this man. (laughs) Oh, yes. The Bible said that the Lord will give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive. Never in the history of the world has anyone was born like this man. No one ever lived like this man. He lived a spotless life. And no one ever died like Him. But most importantly, no one was ever resurrected like Him. There is nobody like Jesus, and He is the star of the show. Let's give Him a great big hand today. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Now, you know that's a preacher when without on accident he could throw down like that. Didn't even know he was going to get called on, but just threw it out there. Amen. If we could turn our Bibles to Luke 2, chapter number 2, verse number 8. Amen. As I stated in the, in the preliminaries before service began, I want to kind of balance two things today. Number one, I know today, uh, traditionally and rightfully so, there's a lot of family uh, traditions on Christmas Eve, and so I know that you all have plans to get uh, with your families, and so I, I want to be mindful of that. I don't want to keep you here all day, but I also want to be mindful, on the other hand, that, that today, that this this celebration is really about Jesus Christ, and I don't want to just rush through today to get it over with, and so I'm I'm going to try to weigh those two things out, so I'll probably preach shorter than normal, but probably not as short as you want me to, so somewhere right in there is is what I plan to preach today. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. This shall be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go. Amen. Somebody say, let us now go. Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste. That means they came quickly. They didn't wait on an invitation. They didn't come slowly. They came with purpose. They came with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger verse 12 and this shall be a sign unto you I want to preach for just again in between how long you want me to and how long I need to on this thought today a sign unto you amen the Lord bless you, you can be seated we've all likely been guilty of missing a sign or maybe to give ourselves a little more grace there of ignoring a sign. Depending upon the sign that we missed or we ignored, the consequences can be increasingly more significant. It could have been a road sign, such as a speed limit sign that was posted. Somehow, we didn't realize that we were going 65 and a 35 until that officer kindly pulled us over with an autographed piece of paper to let us know that we uh, we had missed the sign. Perhaps it was the stop sign that we rolled through resulting in a fine that we would have to pay. More than one time, in fact, just last week, my wife and I were traveling to meet somebody, and I uh, missed the sign of the exit that I was supposed to take. Now, it wasn't the end of the world, but it did cost me about 10 minutes. I had to go on up to the next exit, turn around, then turn, you know you know how it goes. And by the time I got back to where it was supposed to be, it was about 15 minutes of my life that I'll never get back again because I missed a sign. Now, not all signs are road signs. How many of you know that spouses give signs? Amen. Amen. How many of you know that parents give signs? Amen. We might call them hints. A not-so-subtle look that they'll give us. The clearing of a throat that dad gives when he's letting his child know they're treading on thin ice. The nudging of an elbow or uh, the, the, the very uh, popular kick under the table. Growing up, my dad had several signs that he would give and it was up to you to recognize the sign and respond or reap the repercussions of not responding in the correct way. The first sign was a look that dad would give and we all knew the look. It was, it was I can't even try to mimic the look it, because I, I think I still have PTSD from that look. He would give you that look and it would strike fear into your heart. You knew I better change my ways right away. The second was, the second sign was he would use my middle name. If I didn't heed the first sign of the look, then the second sign is he would use my middle name. Amen. When he would say, Jason Robert, much like the shepherds in the field, this was a sign unto me. He was letting me know that you have transgressed. You have made a wrong turn. You better get back on the right path or I'm going to help you get back on the right path. I know today parents parent a little bit differently than, than they did in the day when I was, and even in the day that I parented, things are a little bit different now. And anyway, I'll, I'll, that, that's a different sermon for a different Sunday. But the third sign that dad would give if, if, if the look didn't work and if the middle name didn't get my attention, then he would simply say one. Now again, for some of you that were raised back in the day, you know what that meant. All right, and right, that, that, that's all I needed to hear right there. If I, if I acted like I didn't see the look that he gave, and if I acted like I didn't hear the middle name being thrown out there, one got my attention because I knew what one meant. And for those of you that don't know, you can come and ask me later and I'll tell you what that meant. The fact is that we are surrounded by signs. There are signs that are posted. There are signs that are postured. There are signs that we see on the side of the road. There are signs that are given by those that we are in relationship with. There are signs that are given to govern our acceleration, signs that are positioned to aid our arrival at our desired destination, subtle signs that are submitted to correct and direct our behavior. And for every sign that is placed in our path, there are rewards for recognizing and responding and there are penalties for not recognizing and responding and for just a Few minutes this morning, I want to preach about some signs that I believe are evident in our world today. Signs of a Savior, amen. That there are signs that God has given to everyone in this building that there is salvation waiting for you, amen. If you came today to hear about presence under a tree. I didn't come to mail it in today. I came to reach for somebody's soul today and tell you that there are signs of a Savior. Amen. There are signs unto you, and there are signs unto me. The first of these signs, and there are only two today. I know, Living Hope, you're used to three points, so you get a little nervous when he goes long on the first one. And even more nervous when the second goes just as long because you know the third is usually the longest of them all. But there's only two. That gives you hope today. The first of these signs I would present today are signs that appear to everybody. Signs that appear to all. We will read in Matthew chapter 2 of the wise men, as Brother Easter alluded to just a few moments ago when he was speaking, of the wise men who came to Bethlehem. And the Bible reads in Matthew chapter number 2, That when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. And this is what they were saying. They were saying, where is he that is born, the king of the Jews? And here's what they said. The reason that we're looking for this king is because we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. Amen. The Bible would go on and conclude later on in that same verse, in verse number 9, that when they heard King Herod, they departed. And lo, the star that they had seen in the east, it went before them till it came and stood over the child where the child was. And the Bible says, when they saw the star, they began to rejoice with exceeding great joy. I'm talking about a sign that appears unto everyone. I don't know how you responded the first time that Jesus showed up in your life, Uh, amen, but it should have brought rejoicing. There ought to be something that comes out of the heart of a worshiper when you recognize, I saw his star. Now, I know, you're. again, there are varying reasons why you might be in this building today, and you, say, you might say, well, I'm not one of you religious people. I don't know who this Jesus is. I'm not in relationship with him. I don't act the way you act because I haven't had the same signs that you have had. But I'm going to refute that argument today and tell you that the same Jesus that I know has revealed himself unto you as well. There's much speculation among Bible scholars and theologians as to what exactly that star was that shone 2,000 years ago. The star that guided the journey of wise men. The star that caused them to rejoice with exceeding great joy when they saw it. The star which has been called the star of Bethlehem. What exactly was this star? Some have concluded the star was an alignment of the planets Jupiter and Saturn. That as those two planets come into alignment, the perception or the, the visual image that it gave is that it was one gigantic illuminated star. And, 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 and even so, they've, they've run this through the models. They've run models and they've rewound time, if you would, looking at the solar system. And they said that if you would, if you would rewind time and the planets were to move in proper motion, that it would have been about the time of Jesus' birth that the planets Jupiter and and Saturn would have aligned, so they conclude that perhaps that was what the star of Bethlehem. Probably the one theory that is most widely adopted and aligns most consistently with the telling of the story of the wise men is the conclusion that the star of Bethlehem was what we might call a comet. Dr. Colin Nicol argues that the star of Bethlehem was a natural phenomenon what scientists would allude to as a great comet. It's a comet that appeared at the time of Jesus' birth, and these are comets that appear and then reappear, orbiting over long periods of time. In the ancient world, comets were often seen as omens. That could either be good or bad. They testified of a great event that was coming. It could be a battle that was being foretold, or maybe in some cases even the, a, a, a volcano that was getting ready to erupt, or in this situation, a birth that was soon to take place, and Dr. Nichol makes the case that this star was a natural phenomenon, though supernaturally ordained by God. Now, I can recall, back in 1986, I was just a child at the time. I know you find you know you probably didn't think I was even alive then. Thank you for that compliment, but but I was 11 years old, and I can remember Halley's comet. I can remember, we didn't have social media then, but I can remember that Halley's Comet was all over the headlines and everyone was looking to the skies for the appearance of Halley's Comet. In fact, I found an L.A. Times article from February of 1985 and they referred to it as Halley's Comet Fever because everybody was looking for Halley's Comet. Telescope companies could not produce telescopes fast enough for the demand of everybody that was looking to the heavens for this illuminated sign of this comet binoculars sold out as well companies making binoculars could not make them fast enough merchandise and memorabilia by the way if you have a Halley's comet shirt you might want to hold on to that i was looking online and they're worth a pretty good amount of money if you got one of those. Because there was Haley's Comet shirts and there were Halley's Comet sweaters. Everybody was looking to the stars and to the sky for Haley's Comet. Everybody was looking for Haley's Comet. And the same was true with the star that appeared in Bethlehem at the time of the birth of Jesus. Amen. This was not a personal appearance for wise men. It was a star that everybody could see. It was a comet that every eye could behold. Amen. It was not a revelation that was just for the wise men. Rather, it was visible for everybody to see. I've come today to tell you that there are signs today of a Savior that it's not just for Pentecostals. It's not just for a certain race of people. Amen. It's not just for Christians. But there are signs in the heavens that are for all people. Well, I'm not Pentecostal, so I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't worship the way you worship because I'm not, this ain't a Pentecostal thing. Amen. It's a Jesus thing. Amen. And he hasn't just appeared to a certain group of people. He has appeared unto all. There is not one person. And I ain't intimidated by not one of you in this room right now. I'm going to preach to you because there's not one person here today. Under the sound of my voice, that the power of God, the grace of God, the love of God, and the mercy of God has not been made manifest to. Every person in this room. Titus. Titus chapter 2, the epistle of Titus chapter 2 verse 11 says, The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. What does that mean? It means you can't make an excuse and say, I didn't know there was a God. It means on that day when Jesus comes, you're not going to be able to say, I didn't know that he loved me. I didn't know that he died for me. No, the grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching them, teaching them to deny worldly lust. Amen. It's appeared just like that comet, if you would, that star that appeared for the wise men. It wasn't, it didn't just appear for the wise men, it was up there for everybody to see. Romans chapter one, verse 20, the New Living Translation renders it this way. Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. Listen, through everything God made, they can see God's invisible qualities, his external power and divine nature, so they have no excuse For not knowing God. I'm going to say that again. They have no excuse for not. Well, my parents weren't in church. You have no excuse for not knowing God. Every time you watch that sunrise, God is showing you how much he loves you. Every time you watch that sunset, God is revealing to you how much he loves you. Psalmist David declared it this way in Psalms 8 and 3. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, What is man that thou art mindful of? Listen, you don't have an excuse for not knowing him. He's right now revealing to you how much he loves you. When you look out over the Chesapeake Bay, I believe we live in one of the most beautiful parts of the the world. When you look out over that Chesapeake Bay and the sun is setting and you see all those beautiful orange hues reflecting off of that bay, off of that water, that's not just nature. That is a sign unto you. God is telling you, I've got grace for you. Every time that sun rises in the morning, he's saying, my mercy is new every morning. There are some signs, like the star that the wise men followed, that are visible to all. David Guzik says in his commentary, when the wise men arrived in Jerusalem, they expected the leaders and the people of the capital city of the Jews would be even more excited than they were. When they got to Jerusalem, they anticipated there's going to be a whole lot of people here excited. We're just, we're, we're nobodies on the outside looking in. We're from 550 miles. This ain't even our king, but we saw his star, and we have come to work. Certainly the people who he's the king of are going to be excited about Jesus. And yet when they got to Jerusalem, nobody even knew Jesus was born. Why? Because the star was up there. It was visible for all, but not everybody was looking. It was visible for all, but not everybody recognized. It was up there for everybody, but only a few were paying attention. Others could have seen and come to the same conclusion that these wise men had. If anybody should have had the revelation, it should have been the scribes, That, amen, it should have been the Israelites, it should have been the Jews, it should have been the very people that this was their king that had been born. Others could have seen and followed just the same as the wise men. Yet it was men that traveled from afar, men from some distance that saw the sign and traveled to worship. Amen. You might look today and you might say, Pastor, preacher, what have you seen that I haven't seen? What is it that has you so convinced about Jesus that you're willing to give him all of your life? Can I tell you, I ain't seen nothing you haven't seen. You've seen the same thing I've seen. I saw the sunrise this morning. I saw the sunset last night. I saw the stars in the sky. I've seen his grace. I've seen his mercy. I wonder, is there anybody willing today not just to see the star, but I'm gonna follow the star? You can sit here today and act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, you know he's real, and you know he loves you, and you know he died for you. It's time to stop being a stargazer and be a follower. This Christmas is not just another Christmas service. It's today Jesus Christ is giving somebody a sign one more time, and he's saying, will you follow me? Because everybody in this building, we've all seen the same things. We've all seen the same sunrises. We've all seen the same sunsets. We've all seen some pretty amazing things. But but the difference is some, like the wise men have followed, and others are still waiting on something. Well, I came today to tell you there's a sign unto you. There's a a star that's still in the east. As Brother Easter said, there is a star, and his name is Jesus. He is the star. All right, I told you two. Here's the second one. And these are signs that appear. They don't appear to everyone. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for a God that will customize things? Anybody ever got a custom suit? A custom pair of shoes? All right, maybe a custom burger from Burger King. Help me out a little bit. I mean, just, you know, you can't afford a suit, so you're like, I want to be bougie, and I can't afford a suit, so no onions on my burger. It, it just fits different when it's custom made. The Bible tells us there were certain shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night when suddenly there appeared unto them a heavenly host. These angels come with good tidings of great joy that a Savior has been born in Bethlehem. Amen, and the, this is what the angels say. They say, this sign, This shall be a sign to you this isn't a sign for everybody amen i'm not appearing to wise men in the east i'm not appearing to the king in jerusalem i'm not appearing to the people living over there in that city i'm appearing just unto you amen there is a sign that is unto you you not everybody's going to see what you see but you are going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger The star of Bethlehem was a sign that was visible for everybody. Everybody, anybody could have looked up into the sky and seen that star. Whatever it was, an alignment of planets or a comet, everybody could have looked up there and saw it is a sign that as a baby is born, but not so of the shepherds in the field. Those angels did not appear to everyone. They appeared only to them. This was not a solar phenomena visible for all to see. This was an appearance in a field for a select few. The heavenly host did not appear to all of Israel. They did not sing of glad tidings of good news to all of Judea. No, this sign was only for the shepherds. And everybody, listen to me for just a few more minutes this morning. Can I tell you, everybody in this room, I can say with confidence you have seen his star in the east. You have seen, amen, the testimony of his grace. Amen. The grace of God has appeared unto all men. You have been, whether you gave him credit or not, you have been the witness of his power. The fact you got out of bed this morning, the fact you put two feet on the ground, the fact you had mind enough to make your way to the house of God, is a testimony that God is in control. And he could have stopped there. He could have stopped there and say, I gave you a star. I gave you what I gave everybody else. I gave you enough to find salvation. But I'm thankful that he didn't stop there. I'm thankful that our Savior didn't just say there's a star, amen, there's a star in the sky. But he said, I'm going to send an angel down there. I see you right where you are. I'm not just going to give you what I gave everybody else. I'm going to appear unto you. Would you close your eyes with me for just a moment? I want you to think right now. I want you to kind of play back through the the vaults of time in your life because there are signs in the field. There are some moments that God has appeared unto you. There's some moments that God, it wasn't everybody else didn't see what you saw. I, have, I haven't experienced what you ex- experienced. But there was a, a moment when God stepped into time, when God stepped down of eternity and stepped into your life. Amen. It might have been the time that you walked away from that automobile accident. And the first responder showed up on the scene and they said, ain't no way anybody walked out of this accident, but you did. It might have been that time you were at the bottom, depressed, anxiety, overwhelmed, ready to throw in the towel, and in desperate, nobody else was around. But in desperation, you cried out, God, if you're real, I need you. And in that moment, the Holy Ghost came. In that moment, the power of God came. In that moment, peace came. Can I tell you what that was? It was a sign unto you. Come on, go ahead. I want you to rewind that vault. I want you to play back those memories. I've, I've got a handful of them. I've got some in my life that I know. I know when I look back over my life, God, I know you were real to me in that moment. It was more than the sun rising. It was more than the sun setting. It was a personal appearance of God in my life. Because he's reaching. Even right now, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this room right now. I feel the Spirit of God nudging somebody saying, Come on, I'm not finished with you. I've got a plan for your life. Come on, this ain't the first time, and it won't be the last time, but you've seen some signs. You know that God has grace for you. You know that there is mercy waiting for you. You know that there is hope for you. I asked somebody today, don't don't push this off. Don't wait until you come back again next Christmas. I'm asking somebody right now, there is a sign unto you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, because I, I should have been destroyed a long time ago. I should have been dead and in the grave. God, I should have been locked up in a prison somewhere. Hallelujah. My life should have been destroyed, God. I went down a path. Lord, if I got what I deserved, my life would have been destroyed. But all of a sudden, an angel appeared unto me. Come on, the heavenly host appeared unto me. It was a sign unto you. I may not be preaching to everybody, but I'm reaching for somebody right now. And you know that God is reaching for you. It's a sign unto you. Luke, Luke continues writing, and he says, those angels that appeared just to those shepherds in the field, that as soon as they departed, you know what those shepherds did? They turned to one another and said, let us go now. See, the worst mistake some of us make is we say, I'll do it next time I come. Preacher, I, I know you're talking to me right now. I, I know you're right on. I know God's been dealing with me. I, preacher, I know I shouldn't be here today. I know that God's been good to me. I know those times. Nobody else around me may know when you try to act tough and like you got it all together. But you know the times that God has showed up in your life. And and the best thing you could do is do what those shepherds did and say, I'm not worried about anybody else around me. I'm not worried about what my neighbor thinks. I'm not worried about what my spouse thinks. Let us go now. I've got to get things right because there are signs in my life. There are signs that Jesus is coming, and I can't wait any longer. I've got to run to where he is. We stand together all across this room. What if we could raise our hands toward heaven? What if there's anybody that will walk down to this altar well you know if my, if my neighbor goes out no nope, no nope, that's not what the shepherds did they just said I'm going now because I know. Yeah, for everybody in this building, there's been sunrises and sunsets and God showed his grace and mercy. For everybody, but some of you, God God did more than that. Guns were pointed at you and the trigger was pulled and nothing happened. Come on, I'm preaching right now. Some of you know you shouldn't be here today, but there was a sign unto you. And the best thing you can do is walk down to this altar right now and lift your hands and say, I've come to worship him. I don't need any other signs. I've had all the signs I need. This is my day. Today is the day that I become a worshiper. Today is the day that I leave everything else behind and I'm gonna come and I'm gonna worship him. Come on, push in, crowd in, crowd. In. We're not gonna keep you long, but God is dealing with some folks today there. Right now, there are angels in the field. Right now, there are God is dealing with somebody saying, come on, how many more signs do I need to give you? My grace is I don't care about your past. My blood can handle that. Come on, this shall be a sign unto you. Come, let us go now and worship him. Come let us go now and see that baby.
2: Worthy is your name. And worthy is your name. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. And worthy is your name.
0: your neighbor is because the fact is God's appeared to each of us Daniel I don't know your story but I know God's appeared to you at some times where you you can't deny it I know Corey I don't know all your story but, but I know there have been times that God has been merciful so with hands raised all around this room I want us to just pray what the shepherds prayed. Let us go now. Let us respond now. God, I see the signs, Lord. I see what you've done for me. I, I see your mercy. I, I've seen your grace, God. I'm a firsthand witness, God, that your salvation is still for me, that God, that you haven't given up on me. So, Lord, I'm going to respond now. I'm not going to wait until next Christmas. I'm not going to wait until New Year's Eve. I'm not going to wait, God, for Easter Sunday. But today, today, today I'm going to respond. Today I'm going to respond and I'm going to go, God, and I'm going to see this sign that you have of a Savior. This isn't about church. It's not about religion. It's about salvation. God has a plan for you. He came to redeem your soul. He's got a plan for you. So one more time before we leave this place, now I want you to find somebody nearby you and I want you to pray with them. The angel said one to another, come on, let's go now. Find somebody nearby you. Come on, what do you say? I've watched some of you families, have you come together? How much stronger your faith has been there? so much more powerful when you've got somebody that will make the journey with you. Come on, let us go now. Let us, let us go now. Come on, husband and wife. Why don't you today make that commitment? Let us, let us go now. That's it, family. Why don't you make that commitment? Let us go now. Come on, family. This 2024 It's going to be a year that we follow the star. 2024 is going to be a year that we follow after the star. It's going to be the year that we surrender to his mercy and we walk in his grace. time see you're Jesus you are your worthy Lord you're worthy of it all. I've seen his star in the east I've seen the sunrise I've seen the sunset I've seen the beauty of his creation I've seen the handiwork of God you deserve the glory I've watched his mercy I've watched his grace I've seen the evidence of his power, and
2: I've
0: heard the angels in the field, I've heard some things You're that nobody else around me all. heard, it wasn't for everybody else, it was just for me, it was personal, from you I've heard you him whisper how things. much he loves me, and I felt the, the touch things. of his hand on my life telling me you he's not finished with glory. me, yes Jesus. One last time, you're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Jesus, you are worthy of it all. You're worthy worthy of of it all. Just tell him thank you Lord I thank you I thank you for a savior I thank you for the signs that lead me to a savior I thank you I thank you for signs God that have got me off the when I've been off the path they got me back on the right path to find my savior hallelujah before we dismiss today I would ask if there's anybody here today that's not been baptized in Jesus name for the remission for the washing away of sin Amen. What a great day it would be today. Amen. Christmas Eve. Is there anybody today that's not been baptized in Jesus' name? Amen. We've got water, and it is warm water. Warm water. Today be a great day. Christmas Eve, warm water. All the stars are aligning. The Lord has given you another sign, warm water. Amen. Don't, don't wait. Next Sunday, it might be cold water. That's our strategy for getting you baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost on the same Sunday. Is there anybody that would be baptized today in Jesus' name? Amen. All right, the Lord bless you. We ask you to greet one another for all of our guests that are here today. As you go out, there's a guest reception table that has more information on the church. We ask you to stop by there. Again, don't forget the family, Paul and Jasmine and family. They're going to have a...